You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. I'm here with Joe Wood and we're joined by Hannah Dawson from Futurely. And we're going to be talking about building your confidence to add additional services to your bookkeeping practice. Um, Hannah, how are you? Thanks so much for joining us. My absolute pleasure. I'm here in the grey jungle. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stylish, your house. I remember when we were talking last time and you had some like really nice plants behind you. And I was like, oh, yes, so stylish. I basically stole them all from our office because, you know, I'm like, I just took them all in. And my, my kids yeah. think I'm a, a loon, but there we are. Absolutely. And I fell in love as well with the fact that you you had the same bar stools as me, which are really uncomfortable, but you just put cushions on top. And I was like, we need to do that. We need to do that. It's just such a good idea. No, not yet. Well, to be honest, it's being used as an office. That So there's pay, there's like a printer on one of the stools. And yeah, we, we're having an office built. And um, so we're waiting for that. And then we can have our kitchen back. Our garage is going to be our office because we've now got me, my husband and my son all working from home in the business. So, yeah, we need an office. So, yeah, looking yeah. forward to getting that done. Well, welcome, everybody. Hello to everyone. They're all hashtag living. They're getting used to um, doing this. We are running a competition um, to have the most engaged member and they get to go into uh, a draw to win. Zoe, you remind me, I'm rubbish. We're going to announce the winner on Sunday. The person who attends the most sessions, whether you're live or on replay, and remember these are all available to watch on replay until the 31st of March here in our Six Figure Bookkeepers Club on Facebook. I know some of you are watching on YouTube as well, but the person who engages with the most sessions will um, win. We might have to do a draw because I think there might be more than one person who attends everything. Um, You'll win a one-to-one strategy session with Joe and me. So we'll announce that on Sunday. So keep coming along to the sessions and letting us know you're here. Also, it would be really cool if you could um, let us know if you've got any questions for Hannah, if you've been thinking about adding additional services. Like we are all told all the time to add advisory services. Like, what does that mean? And, you know, if you've got questions about that and and how you can do that in your business, I'm sure Hannah would be more than happy to answer them. So uh, post away. Good. Yeah. So shall we, Hannah, give us, um, I love hearing your story. And we have had so many new members, so many new members in the last little while. So can you give us a bit of a background about you and about Futurely and and where you are at the moment? Yeah, I'm not a horticulturalist, you know, even though I do have lots of plants in my house. Um, So yeah, my potted story was that I was in hospitality, um, managed restaurants in Glasgow, bought a pub in Devon, as you do, when I was 26, and then nearly lost it within the first six months because I didn't forecast VAT properly. Um, and kind of had that meet- first meeting with an accountant who sold me a copy of Sage 50 desktop back in the day. I'm quite old. Um, and yeah, I didn't see him for a year. And I was kind of left to my own devices. So that's really spurred me on to learn um it was dial up back then if you can all remember those the noise of dial up when you used to connect uh and yeah i just i went to the library and i learned i learned about management accounting i learned about double entry i just learned because i just you know i had a one-year-old in tow at the time and you know she's now she's now nearly 19 <laughs> oh my god um but she, you know it was it was really really terrifying Needless to say, that business worked really well and we, you know, quadruple turnover. And when I, we sold it, took a little bit of a step back and did some AAT qualifications um, because I was going to go into hospitality, 
you know, consultancy effectively. But through that process then found zero. So there's about 15,000 subscribers in the UK at the time. And I was one of them. Um, and it, it was just this, oh my God, this has just changed my life. You know, live bank feeds and bank record. You know, it's just, this is amazing. You know, I've got information right here. I can properly do real time and not, you know, one year, one summer, my suppliers had put prices up and it hadn't fed through from the head chef. And, you know, all the profit margin was gone during the, the summer holidays because you're working at a six week time lag. You know, it was just that getting that real, you know, information is so, so key. But I am obsessive about forecasting. Um, and it's one of my biggest, actually, I was going to say bugbear, but it's not, it's more heartbreak, actually. The, the majority of small business um, owners are running their business without one. How, how can you? Like, genuinely, how can you do it? How can, you know, there are things that are happening within your business with the data you're creating every single day that if extrapolated out, you know, all of these things are tied together. And, you know, I, I guess the biggest problem is it's, bloody difficult to do it you know manually so um a very very um extreme response to go and create a software company that then does that but yeah i'm a complete loon and decided that that's what we were going to do so launch crunch boards in 2014 so we used to be called crunch boards um live dashboarding all this it was zero's first all-in-one um forecasting and reporting solution uh, over in Australia, we launched because again, I am a nutter. And um, then really realized quite quickly that it was always built for small businesses, but then realized we were bootstrapped at the time that actually accountants were talking about this word advisory and they thought it was quite good for that. Um, over in Australia, bookies are massive over there. It's a proper, you know, they've really given a lot of a lot more respect sometimes than I think they're given in the UK, which is an error in my opinion. Um, and and so, yeah, we started, you know, selling to accountants basically so that they could use it with their um, small businesses. There's the husband who's just coming in even though he's not supposed to. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, so but quite quickly then realised, well, not quickly, it was about three years in, really saw that this word advisory and it's something that you know i'm quite happy to talk about more i do get my soapbox about it um has is something that was only being offered to the bigger small businesses those who maybe had 50 employees and, and above who needed an outsourced cfo service or something along those lines um but it the, the, the definition of it was never firm um but they were only offering it to typically about 10 percent of their portfolio now that could be between zero percent and 40 percent but it's the research that we've done it's about 10 percent so all the others all that 90 percent the majority of small businesses are going without any other help apart from the compliance piece which no wonder you know, 50% are failing by year five. It's not because they're all rubbish ideas. It's because the basics, the basics that you guys deal with every day, this, this piece of the puzzle, this leveling up of financial knowledge is totally missing. And referencing, I will stop talking in a second, I promise, but it, referencing my daughter who, you know, passed her driving test last year, I was just struck with you know, the amount of theory she had to learn, practical she had to do, of course, uh, to learn to drive a car, but we don't need to do any of that when we set up a business. There's not a, there's not a gold standard, there's not a benchmark, there's not a basic level of, you know, just 
this is how the this is the, when you do this it's going to affect that that and that oh god i didn't realize that you know it's those sorts of things and and so where you know i see you guys as bookkeepers having this huge business potential is because you are in contact with them more frequently typically your clients because you're pr providing a regular service um, and you have a generally, and again, I know I'm I'm generalizing and you can correct me at any point, but you you usually got a really good relationship with them. You're talking to them more, so you understand their business processes more than potentially an accountant might, who are dealing, you know, who are uh, uh, doing the compliance um, services for them, which is going nowhere. I mean, we all we're always going to need you know the compliance assistance. But if 90% are going without any conversation or outlook into like what's what does it look like ahead you know you don't drive a car like this why are we doing that with businesses why are we always just looking at historicals you know yes it's a starting point and it always has to start from there but there is so much more to a business and just like a maps app you know, we always used to use ordnance survey maps. Remember the arguments that our parents used to have in summer holidays? No, Chris, we're going in this direction. Yeah, all right. Um, but, you know, but we, now it's an absolute standard that we're using a Maps app of some point on our phone, in our car. And what does it do? Updates with micro information, live information as you're driving. We'll update your route for you. We'll give you your estimated arrival time. That's what small businesses need. But you, you guys have this such a brilliant, you know, contact with your clients that the impact that you can make really simply, and that's what I want to talk about. This word advisory is leave traditional advisory to the accountants. That is not your job. Where I see your, your job coming in is a much lighter touch, but frequent, and it will be much more impactful. And it has been proven. Uh, so yesterday there was a... Um, zero's 2020 canada report that uh repeatable uh re you know revenue from repeatable recurring services is way more than compliance and traditional advisory why because it's more valuable you know so um i've got i've got like a five stepper that i would i've got some i've got some slides that i can talk to but it's I, it just needs to be use kiss principles keep it simple stupid and you know the impact that you can have on your bottom line as well as your clients will be vast. That's that's so cool, and you're so so right. And I I um, I had this conversation actually recently with a business coach to accountants, and she was struggling to get their um, their fees up, their annual fees up. And then when I told her what my annual fees were, because I don't think of them as annual fees, I think of them as monthly fees. She like nearly fell off her chair, and she was like, "Wow." That's so much more than we get. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not dealing with my client once a month, uh, once a year. I'm dealing with them yeah, multiple exactly. times in a month. Yeah. So, exactly. and I like that lighter touch that you said. Exactly. That lighter touch. Yeah. You're giving repeated value, Joe. You know, and I think that the, this massive disconnect ha has happened forever with the accounting industry and small business, despite the fact that they're what, 99% of all, all businesses are small businesses. You know, they are the bulk of 60% of our private sector you know, empl uh, employment is from small business, that this, this 
you know, I'm a small business and I want to know I'm okay. I want to know if I'm making the right decisions. I would quite like someone to talk to about this, but it's really lonely. And my accountant doesn't offer anything like that because what they do is my tax advice and compliance work. Oh, but we do have a traditional advisory. Okay, great. Well, what's that then? Well, here, here's a load of dashboards and some PDF reports. Okay, what do you want me to do with that? Well, I, I don't like traditional advice. Well, my clients aren't interested in advisory. And it's just like, no, stop, 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 stop. You know, you, you wouldn't teach, you know, calculus to a four-year-old. You know, it's just understand your audience and understand that, you know, again, the industry's done a really great job of making small business operators terrified to ask questions because they feel stupid. Really amazing job of that. Uh, and do you feel that that's come from a um historically it was very much and we speak about this a lot about how like now it's um collaboration over competition but in the past it was very much um about competition between other accountants and you would never collaborate with your local accountant down the road you would you'd keep all your in information to yourself but it was also a bit like what the keeping it a bit like elusive so that you could charge more like if we tell you too much, then you you understand what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, we had, I had one of our customers who I'm happy to say is not a customer any longer because, you know, we have to think about our clients too, right? And we have a white labeling service with one of our products advisor and they've done that, but you can, you can change your URL. And he wanted to make it so long, this URL, so that it didn't have any reference to Futurely at all. And it would be like off the screen. So, and everything needed to be locked down. The clients weren't allowed to change anything, edit anything, look at their numbers in a different way. All, and I, I'm just like, why are you doing this? This is their business. What you're supposed to do is help them be better with your knowledge, your, your, your value is not in the data preparation. Now, a lot of your value is actually in the, you know, the, the insurance that this is clean data and we're getting this right. So now we can make really good decisions off the back of it. You know, so the education process that you have the opportunity to give because you're bookkeepers and not accountants is huge. So that leveling up piece about making, you know, having a really safe environment where no question's a stupid question, where anything can be asked, but equally that you're leading them through some conversations. Um, you know, like, okay, what's your, so I'm gonna, do you mind if I share my screen? Yeah, go for it. Okay, share screen. I was just going to say we do have um, like we we have quite a few accountants in the group, and when when we say about the, the fact about like not being an accountant or whatever, you can still you can still be and do everything that we're talking about and yeah. be an accountant. You're talking about traditional ones that maybe yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm talking about that traditional. We've all seen it. The traditional advisory department, which you know has this preconceived notion about what this needs to be. Meanwhile, ninety percent of all clients within the firm is, you know, are going without help because there's not been a fresh way of thinking. COVID has forced us into different working modes. Everybody knows how to Zoom these days, um, and you know they it's 
it, the, the opportunity is so ripe. I don't have time to go and spend an hour at lunch with my accountant. But what I can do, or a bookkeeper, what I can do is a quick 15 minute Zoom, 20 minute Zoom, half an hour if we need to, to go through these, you know, this rinse and repeat cycle of, okay, where, where are we now? Where do you want to be? So, you know, as a five stepper, this is what I would do genuinely where are your clients now where are they now and we've got you know there are ways we've got you know i'm not here plugging my solutions but we do have full portfolio analysis solutions where you can actually scan you know we'll prepare that information for you but when when you're sitting down with them you know i'm assuming the top one i put that there just as a bit of a joke but i'm generally generally speaking i'm pretty sure that the books will be good um you know and the data accurate but Where's the revenue? You know, that is the best source of funding. And we know that cash flow is the, the biggest reason for failure. You know, and if they can self-fund, happy days. What's their gross profit by product or service? What's their net profit? What's their average days to pay? But these five, these levers here, getting them to understand that they're all related to each other. Um, because then the cash in the bank, of course, is kind of is the next big, big thing. So next thing you want to do well where could they or should they get to you know your relationship as bookkeepers is amazing usually with your clients so if you can get them to understand the those five pieces of the puzzle and the cash of course is here in this this slide and not the last one but if you changed you know sales by five percent twenty percent increase you know what does that look like but one of the things i think there was i remembered um we had a an, uh, an American um, advisor who's brilliant, Jeannie, and she she says that, that revenue growth was one thing that she would always illustrate with uh, her clients because, you know, if your collection days are terrible but and you're, you know, buying a load of stock that you're then selling, um, what, and, you know, you're going to run out of cash. And they're like, well, hold on a second. Well, that makes no sense, does it? But it's that, it's that leveling up. Really simple stuff that you guys know so, so well inside and out your clients might not have made those mental um mental jumps uh third slide where are we at what's the gap okay so that's where they are no, none of this is rocket science it's you know if you had 10 minutes in your and this was your business what would you do first and that for me is the core question that you, you know as a finance professional if you ask yourself that right i've got this information that i know the books are good we've plugged it into the point four, which is the planning software, because it, this can't just be from zero or QuickBooks. It can't just be from the historicals. It has to look at the future projections of the business. This is where you come in. If this was mine, what would I do first? And then all of the peripheral nonsense or the things that you can do in 10 months time when everybody's leveled up their knowledge disappears because the most critical things will present themselves. And that might be they've got terrible credit control or it might be that they need to refinance their debt or it might be that they you know need a time to pay you know they can they've got hmrc um outstanding and actually if, if they don't realize that they can phone up and do a time to pay or you know they might need a restructure or they might need to hire more staff because something's going really well and actually did you know that you're you know you're you're growing at this rate you know so there's no point in saying look i want 100 revenue growth um, but, you know, well, you can't, we, we're not sure whether we can do that or not. So it's that leveling up and that explanation. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. And I think what you, the really critical thing, and I think this can, it can feel quite overwhelming, the idea that um, 
we're well we, we've said this before we're not giving advice we're giving information and we'll talk about that in a bit more detail in a minute but one of the things you said was if this was my business what would I do next exactly. and it is stepping into the shoes of that business owner yeah. and looking at it like that that is that's all this comes down to if we if we do keep it simple that's what it is so simple and so valuable to them you know so next thing what are you going to do Okay, so that was your first meeting, but actually what we're, we're not interested in the first meeting as much. We're in interested in the rinse and repeat. This is where you're gonna generate revenue, as Joe and Zoe are doing. Um, but creating a plan. Now, we've got plug and play prediction for the financials, right? So you don't need to be a whiz on any of the forecasting side of things because prediction software now exists, which is great. But it also needs an action plan. It's all very well having the, you know, so here's the numbers, you created all of the, the books are bang on. This is what it looks like if, 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 you know, the live conditions continue, this is what your business looks like in the future. What can we do to improve that? Um, but who's gonna do what, when? What's the, you know, how are you going to get there? That's the plan. It's like, it's gonna be a dual focus. It's not just about figures, it's about, right. What can you do first? What can we do this month? that will make an impact on that one thing that we have identified will make a big difference to my bottom line. And whether I can send my kids to private school or whether I can go to the Maldives on holiday, because we're all doing this for something, right? Aren't we? We're not in business for the sake of our health, usually. Um, and then kind of the fifth thing, oh, I don't know why it's flashing like that, but this is the final bit. This is this is all advisory. I wish, and I, we are going to burn that word, but this is all it needs to be. They're just check-ins. They're monthly or bi-monthly, however, whatever your cycle needs to be. This will impact your client base so much. And for some of them, you'll identify, you know what, we need to go a bit deeper and we need to do some more analysis and we need to look at some specific KPIs for them. But for the majority of them, your monthly check-in agenda to rinse and repeat will be, what were you supposed to do last month that we agreed in the meeting? What was the plan? Why, what haven't you done and why? You know, what's keeping you up at night now? What's changed, you know, environmentally? Where are we tracking off? And do we need to change the plan or do we need to change what we're doing? That's your agenda every single time. It's so simple. Uh, but if every bookkeeper and accountant did that with every single one of their business clients, the failure to success rate will change. It will change. You know, uh, it's bonkers. So so true. We've we've had something here just before you go on to that about, you know, it's really difficult, she said, Charlotte says, when your client just wants to get on with their work and leave everything financial to you and they seem to not want to engage in things you know will help and she finds it really frustrating. How do you, you suggest we have those conversations? So... Again, keep it, do you know what? I would use that, the, the line again. If this was my business, you, you can choose to ignore me. But if this was my business, I would do this, followed by that, followed by that. This, the first thing, will mean that you will have X amount, you know, and using the software that you've got that can do all of this lifting for you, illustrate it and go, if we change that, this will be the, the, the net impact on your business. You will have 10 grand more cash in the bank, you know, or whatever you know whatever the thing is that you think is really really Im uh, impacting them if you can do that and it all comes down to cash doesn't it always you know it's all everything else is a vanity metric actually you know i've made oh i've made you know 20 percent ebitda profit this you know okay great 
I'm retiring 10 years earlier because I've got that cash in the bank. There we go. There's, that's what they care about. So bring it back to the reality of life. Listen, what's happening with the kids at the moment? Okay, and are you, you know, what are you doing with what? How are you, ha what's your plan for your happiness this year? Okay, what if we could upgrade you in your flying business because we've done these things? Just bring it back to human, like, like and it, as if it was your best mate, you're talking to them on the sofa with a glass of wine, have a glass of wine with them. A lot, you know, the drunken bookkeepers. It's another podcast, but we'll, you know, we can do that later. But, um, you know, that it's- is, That is so me. I need to, I need to have that podcast. Care. We'll do that. We'll just, we'll, we'll just spin off, crikey. <laughs> but, but you have, it's the, people are overwhelmed with data. There's information for information's sake. So make it relevant, impactful. If we do this one thing, that will be the impact right okay then you've proven that you know what you're talking about so they're going to be much more interested in going okay right what's the next thing then what should we do now okay this this is this is a problem or this is amazing can we amplify this if we you know if we double down on marketing spend based upon that this is what the impact is going to be in six months time amazing but guess what it's all pinned around a forecast it's always It has to be because otherwise you can't visualize anything. And then by doing that, you will start to teach them that they should be making decisions within the realms of their financial future. Because that, they're, they're the safest ones, you know? Yeah, I think if you start, like you said, if you start with that one thing that's going to really make a difference, then you build the trust as well. And then you can build on that because you, you've made an impact and you've got, they're like, okay, they know what they're doing. I know what to do next. Exactly. Um, One of the questions we got quite early on, let's just let's just talk about this advisory information um, challenge that. Oh, Zoe. Oh, we've lost Zoe. Um, I'll go back to the question. She'll join us back, I'm sure, in a second. The question was um, da, 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 providing. Um, oh, sorry, that was an answer to that question. But I think someone was saying that um, they were. Um, I'm an AAT student and I thought we weren't allowed to advise on anything. Please do correct me if I'm wrong, as this always throws me. So, okay, there's advice and there's advice. Now you're not giving tax advice. If you're not giving legal advice, what you're doing is you're using your knowledge to help someone else. So they don't need to take your advice, but you, what you're saying is you're interpreting information into something that's actionable. Mm -hmm. Point. And so, you know, I'm not saying go and give uh, EIS advice. I'm not saying do anything like that. You know, I'm talking about business operations and the you're living and breathing their businesses every day or week whenever you're going through those processes. And I'm pretty sure with most of them, you've got these mental notes that you're going, oh, hold on a second. Mm, what's happening there? These things are happening all the time when you're working. But at the same time, that then extrapolated out into, you know, the, the future view of things. Well, like, you know, it can be insane. How many small businesses right now have got C-bills loans and, and B-bills bounce backs with no plan to pay them back yet? Back to Furman, time to pay. It's not, in, it's, it's sitting there in zero, but it's not, you know, it's not, we, there is no action to repay it. And what are the consequences of doing so? It's, yeah. you know, it's a real worry. 
yeah and these are the kind of things um and this is what and, and this is why we need to be our number one client because we need to think about the things that bother us the things that keep us exactly. awake at night and things like and i know that um in the past um you know i've sat there thinking so when am i going to be VAT registered what was what was the what was the limit again and when will that happen and, and with forecasting you can say right if we carry on with the sales where we're at and i've yeah. got this with um a client at the moment i know we she's um she's she's planning to uh, fall pregnant soon and she was like i know i'm going to smash through the vat limit but when i stop working through pregnancy she's a physiotherapist uh, that maternity leave i know it's going to drop so i'd really she's like let's plan to just stay under it for now because yeah. and then i will smash it through she's you know because of just you know, yeah. and stuff and it and and we've got a plan we've got an absolute plan on how we're going to do that and she's she's now you know that's going to help her actually physically with her life not having that worry because she was like oh my god i'm too successful this is not going to work i need i need to not be yeah. that registered before i have a baby so that kind that is like 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 life-changing help but it's not tax advice it's just saying what is out there yeah. and interpreting you know what gov.uk says i mean you know it's like the budget when people like what does this mean what does this mean it's like and a lot of the time i say actually what rishi said was like just like the headline he hasn't given us all the information yet we don't we know as much as you but here's the link if you want to read more um but this is everything i know as soon as i hear more i'm going to communicate it to you that's that's what that you would perceive as advisory it's just communication it's it's inter it's it's like being a language student and understanding Spanish, right? And I can then, you know, and I'm going to help you order your dinner because I'm in Barcelona, you know, and it's, it's a stupid analogy, but it's just that. It's, I think there are so many walls have been put up because of this bloody word advisory that, oh, it's supposed to be this thing. It's not, it's like the elephant's in your clothes. Everyone's talking about it and nobody knows what it's supposed to be. So why don't we just claim it for something that will actually be impactful, increased success rates versus failure rates and make you guys more money. Cause it will, cause actually it's something that will be valued and all of this value-based pricing nonsense that's talked about as well. I mean, I can tell me I'm anything that's put on social now, I'm gonna get tanked for everything that I'm saying, I don't care. Um, that, you know, it's a load of rubbish, like value-based pricing. As a business owner, if you tell me that you're going to give me that amount more cash or surety or confidence or control because we're doing X, Y, Z and a rinse and repeat at the same time, you're building up my knowledge and power because knowledge is power about my business, then I'm going to pay you for that. That That's not value based pricing. I just value you. Here you go. Take my money. And equally with people who can't afford it at the moment, just defer it. Say, listen, right. This is the first thing that we're going to do. This is the one thing that I would do if this was my business. I know you can't really afford this at the moment. However, if we do this thing, I know you will be able to afford it. So I'm going to defer it until the action's happened. And then I'm going to collect it. We're going to set up a direct debit now. It'll be done by here. You know, just thinking outside of the box and like business people, because you are business people. Oh, God, that's amazing. That's, do you know what? I, I, I just did that this week with someone and I thought to myself, was that the right thing to it felt right to me so this lady really wanted to come with me and but she's a salon owner she's shut lots of my lo loads of my business owners are shut yeah. and she's like i just haven't got the money but i really want to start off well in april she was saying 
all the right things. She went, I don't want another year like I've had. I need to know when I open on April the 12th, I want to start knowing I don't, I, I need to learn yeah. from my mistakes. So she was saying all the right things. And then, and then I said, look, that just, it's fine. We will get started. I want you to be in control. And then she said to me, oh, I'm paying for this uh, thing for HR services. And it runs out at the end of July. And that's more than what you're going to charge me. Uh, she got completely done over. Um, and she said, um, and she said, when that stops, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have the money. And I said, perfect. There we go. There's the plan. You know, we, you know, in your cash flow at that point, you're going to have the money. We'll just spread out. If you haven't paid me for three months, we'll divide that by the remainder of the nine months of the year. And, and, and we come up with a plan together. We came up and like, she was like, oh my goodness, I'm so grateful. I can't believe you've done that. But it didn't feel like a hardship to me because it's not, it's not a hard sell either. It's, you know, people don't want stuff for free. They just want things that make an impact, that help them. It's just help. That's all it is. It's simple help that is, you know, little and often. Let's let's course correct. Just like that maps app, course correction, course correction. Information's changed. The information's changed. This is why I've never understood budgets. I've never understood the point of a budget. What you set something at the beginning of the year, it's out of date next month. Everything's changed. What is the point of it? Oh, well, we thought that was going to happen. Great, brilliant. Pa pack it away and let's have this live updating forecast to actually help me make the best decisions. You know, it's just mad. It's crazy. Absolutely. Um, Joe, we did this really interesting session last night where Joe spoke about her sales process and we did a bit of role play, didn't we? And, uh, and I was Joe's new prospect. And we just went through the kind of questions Joe would ask on that call to understand the business and find out where I as a client was. And that is where you can identify the challenges that are coming up for people. So it is being able to see that opportunity at that you can do it right at the beginning of your relationship. You don't have to wait until you've been working with them for six months and you understand their business model. Yeah. If you're having these conversations from day one, you can start to offer this. And they this will stuff. suspect. They will, even if they're not finance literate as, you know, as or you know what I mean if they're not as confident with that with their numbers they'll still have a niggle they'll still they'll be they'll know if there are you know if customers aren't paying them or if they've got debts that are looming or you know they're not sure about furlough and you know taking on new staff or what they should charge for something like this these are the conversations that that it's just common sense you know how's your business going what are you worried about that's looking a bit worrying. Shall we sort that thing out? Done. You know, rinse and repeat. Then you're heroes. I've just been having a look at the comments and Louise was saying, um, I've just figured out the best service for one of my existing clients who isn't getting what she needs and paying her accountant for. I can do this and save her money whilst making me more win-win. And I think often, you know, we don't have the same overheads as bookkeepers. We shouldn't be cheaper than accountants, but sometimes we can, well, I mean, we definitely can provide a better service because we're able to be closer to our clients than accountants often are. Um, so if you're able to do that for your client and save them some money and make yourself some more money, then it, it just absolutely makes sense for everyone doesn't it so well done Louise I'd love to know what it is you're um you're going to be offering them that would be really cool to know somebody so somebody asked earlier on um because we I think I don't know how familiar everyone is with Futurely and uh, somebody asked us what are the sort of key differences between what they can do with Futurely versus something like float or fluidly I don't know how fair you are with what what the differences are but just to give everyone a 
Oh, I are you able to give us a little summary of what Future League does? Yes, so if people are interested in finding out more, they could um, understand what they're looking at, or, you know, where where it might fit in. Yes, hold on. Uh, 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 share screen. Hold on. There we go. It's as if I've prepared these earlier, guys. It's amazing. Um, so we've got, uh, well, as you've probably heard, forecasting is my absolute passion. Um, and, you know, trying, my mission is every small business will have one before I croak it. Um, we, so we've got four products, actually, and where we're different, I guess. If we start bottom right with Advisor, so Advisor was Crunchboards. It was our full, It's this is the, the first product that we launched with Xero. Um, uh, you know, all in one dashboarding, KPI reporting and planning. We still run Futurely on Futurely. Uh, all of our board packs, all of our forecasts and scenario modeling are in Advisor just because we're, well, we're quite a complex beast. Um, and we're a bigger, we're still a small business, but we're a bigger small business, right? So it's perfect for that. And uh, it's that's the one, which is why we called it Advisor, that is traditionally used for traditional advisory with the 10%. This is where you can do your KPI dashboards and so on. Um, We've then spent about three years top uh, top left with Futurely Predict, building this out. And this was this was this realization that the ninety percent are not they're not get they're not getting help like this. And um, but it's really difficult. Forecasting is hard. You know, creating a full three way cash flow is difficult, or creating a cash flow only using kind of invoices and bills is equally hard. Well, Predict combines them both. So in answer to your question about how we stack up against Fluidly and Float, so Float, uh, both of them will give you cash flow only projections, which means you're, you're looking at that gross cash flow movement um, alone. We do that as well as giving you your, your forecast P&L and balance sheet. And we have all of the um, uh, invoices and bills in there as well. So that direct and indirect forecasting methodologies is where I start getting really boring. But that's that's what uh, that's what we do. So we, you know, years in the marketplace, we've had a load of people using advisors going, yeah, but you've not got the invoices and bills in here, so we can't be pinpoint accurate for the short term. And then, of course, those who are, you know, we know that those who are using Float, for instance, is just cash flow only. It's like, well, yeah, but you've not got. P&L, so I don't actually know what my sales trends and expense trends are. It's just looking at, you know, gross cash flow movement. And um, because of me ne nearly losing my business because of VAT, uh, I, I'm really passionate that we absolutely calculate VAT um, accurately as your accounts package would. So we have a full accounting engine in Predict um, and uh, we support cash and accruals VAT schemes. So all of that heavy lifting, you don't want to be, you know, you're doing the data preparation, hopefully using things like Receipt Bank or, or sorry, Dext or similar um, products to make your lives as easy as possible. Yes, you need to make sure that it, you know, the books are balancing and it's all right. But then if we're doing all of the heavy lifting for you so that you can just really attack the whole, right, invoices and bills are due, what are getting paid, what aren't, that'll again identify issues that you've potentially got. So Predict is there as your, as your business maps app. That's your plug and play one. Advisor, you're gonna need to put a little bit more work into it because it, it's more, it's a custom, custom, built you know if you're a food and drink food and drink uh business you would want to be putting things like wage percentage and their food and drink gps and stuff like that in there predict plus i don't know why this is flashing but predict plus takes all of the predict technology and it basically runs uh takes current and future 
KPI benchmarks, just, just flashing because it's like black pill illuminations. Um, for so basically we plug it all in and uh yeah, the you know, these data points come out so that you can see your entire portfolio. It then uh, segments them into kind of high risk, medium risk and opportunity clients so that you can be really strategic with your time. Now, if you've got regular meeting points with your clients already booked in, brilliant. But if, you, if you've if you got, you know, some clients that you're not seeing monthly, for instance, those ones who are lagging, you know, are that are, are, you know, quarterly meetings, for instance, great way for you to have an overview of exactly where their business health is so that you can be more strategic with them. So when you go back to that, if this was my business, this is what I would do first. You've got all of that for your every single one of your clients. Um, and then Flow is our little, it's our little baby product, which is kind of, um, we're actually thinking about, we're thinking about just giving it away for free. But it's brilliant for those companies who have, uh, you know, accounts receivable and accounts, accounts payable. So retail, hospitality, less so on the um, AR side, the AP side, brilliant for it, but it'll give you proper analysis over customer behavior, how they're tracking over time, and you know, really visualizes dependency risk analysis, um, and you know, what all of all of the, the, the metrics around, well, what's actually happening within my customer base. So yeah, that's, that's what we do. We are, that's, that's the plan. Yeah. It's it's really interesting. And and I think this is it is going to depend on what you need to be giving to your clients. Um, I've used Advisor before and I, I've used Flow as well. And it was that Flow actually gave me the opportunity to start the conversation. So being able to talk to, to clients and say, hey, you can log in and you can see this stuff. And um, whether they did that or not, I don't know. Uh, but I was it was able I was able to drill down and be with them and just say, you know, these are the people that you need to be chasing. This is a, a potential problem area for you in terms of accounts receivable or, you know, it was really it, it felt like the, the simple place for me to start yeah. those conversations so um I've used Futurely products and I know Joe has as well and uh I think we've both had good experiences with them so it's very much for our bookkeepers a case of looking for what's going to fit with the needs of your clients when you're making decision and lots of these things have a free trial as well don't they so they do but like if you're you know if you're not comfortable about creating a forecast why you would do it manually today I don't know I would just plug predict in and you know it's going to do all of that lifting for you for the entire business not just cash flow but their sales trends their operational trends you know their days to pay the whole lot's in there so yeah and um, I'll just come back to what Louise said so she said that she had realized that she could offer the service and she said that she's going to offer cash flow forecasting she has a the, her current client has a quarterly meeting at the moment with the accountant but she mentioned he just reads the PL to her and she said we already discussed that and so she was thinking of leaving him and um, I was going to refer her on to another accountant but after this week she said and with the Q&A that we did last night yeah she went I'll just do it myself and she said she knows she's happy happy with her so um, absolutely Louise you can definitely definitely do this and it really is just I mean I've found this over the over the last night, I was explaining to everyone last night that I've changed how I'm, because what I've been doing over the last few months is that I, I, I do use um, Futurely Advisor with the boards and we've got the white labelling. And um, I because I, as everyone knows, like I was saying earlier today, accountancy manager was just too green. I like everything to look like my branding. And um, and so it's, it's lovely. So we do that. But I've now, I, I've been doing that for a few months with my clients. 
so now when we approach the boards, they already know what they're looking for. And as well, like most of them, like I say, have been shut. So it's not that exciting. It's like, oh, what have your grants kept you afloat? <laughs> it's like this it's, it's quite it's been difficult conversations, but they all have. They're all still open and they're all still planning to open. So I'm you know, really pleased with that. And their behaviours. And that's what's been great. Do you know what? What's been great about what being able to show them? about the previous year analysis on the PL to this year is that loads of them have actually made more profit in this year to date than they did when they were open oh my god and boring, i know isn't it awful and i'm like right so this so now we need to and then also what we're talking about and i've been very open with them and said right we're planning for the next lockdown and they're like what and i'm like we're doing it we are gonna have you know i want you to have six months of your operating expenses aside you know that's what we're planning for so we've been able to it's been able answering you know seeing how much better we can see how their behaviors have changed since they've been working with me which is amazing yeah exactly and and but it's things like you know okay well should we bring back all of the staff or should it be half of the staff or you know do we need to change our pricing you know what's all, all of those things can then start to have really simple but impactful conversations so they're making the right decision and not exposing themselves yeah and something that i've decided to do is do the videos of the boards okay. um, and explain that yeah so and to, and i've actually got two-thirds of my time back because i used to have an hour meeting once a month with all my clients and now they're learning and now they're taking control and now they understand all i what i'm doing is i'm going to send you a video yeah i'm gonna send you a video and then we're gonna catch up for a 20 minute chat we'll do your forecasting because if you you know we need to look at your cash flow and things that you know that's coming up and also let's set some targets what's going to happen now that we're going you know back to work and so i've i'm like so excited for april i'm like i'm gonna be like woo! i will take on more clients obviously but it's it got to a point that's where you know i'm stopping you can understand your capacity. You can work it out. You know, you, it's like, well, how many clients do I need? What, you know, price point? What happens if I, you should be doing this with yourself, like to yourselves? Like if, you know, what should my price point be? What's my productivity? How much do I value myself? You know, and I don't see that enough either, sadly. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that's been helpful. It's been incredibly helpful. Thank you so much, Hannah. Um, yeah, thank you for your time. I think it's right. it's definitely given us a place to start. So if, you, if you've been thinking, I want to add additional services, but I really don't know how to approach this to my clients. Hopefully we've learned some things that we can say to our clients. So we can bring those conversations into the very first call when we, when we first speak to them and really just get to know them and get to know their businesses on day one. You don't have to wait to add this stuff. You can, no. you're helping people out with the, like Joe said, Sorry. You'll you'll no, but you'll blow a lot of their previous experience out of the water. Yeah. By just having this fresh, simple approach. Brilliant. Um, Hannah, how can people find out about Futurely if they want to know more and um, well, I mean, I'm quite happy, you know, girl power. I'm sure there's some male bookkeepers on the call as well, but you know, as far as I'm there concerned. There are a few. There are some. It, Girl power. Um, so listen, I'm really genuinely happy for any of anyone who's watching to email me directly. Joe knows that I love a, a chat. Um, so it's Hannah at futurely.com. It's not difficult, but otherwise, futurely.com, products are there. Um, but we've got, you know, things like mentor, we've got round tables, which we try and help as much as possible. And if there's anything that you want us to do to help you guys out, just let us know. 
Amazing. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Um, thank you. Guys. Well, everybody, thanks for your time. Um, thanks so much for your time. Uh, we're going to be back with our next session for Bookkeepers Bootcamp at one o'clock when we're talking to Jojo Graham about being more visible online. So I hope you'll go and have some lunch quickly and come back and join us at one o'clock. Thanks so much, Hannah, for your time. Really look forward to speaking to you again soon. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.